Do you have a light? sound glorious okay but i'm gonna have to speak up i think um hey guys welcome back to yet another episode of the smoking porch we are still going um i am greeted today by actually the one and only um post uh jennifer garner divorce ben affleck yeah. is here in the flesh yeah it's me it's me riley connor's <laughs> I, I look like sad Ben Affleck if you drew him by memory. <laughs> With your left hand. Yeah. Okay. I, I look like I look like some like some like kid in Brazil or some shit wanted a <laughs> wanted a birthday cake and was like, Papa, I want I want sad Ben Affleck on my cake, I want sad Batman. <laughs> and the dad was like, okay. And then he took it to a baker who had just like, I don't know, like the slowest internet ever, so he could just like sketch out a drawing. That's me, Riley Connors. <laughs> That's Thanks for right. having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure, Riley. And I'm glad within the first 60 seconds you've already done a racist accent. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's racist. I would say that's 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 just appreciating fake. the culture. It's a fake kid that doesn't exist. That's a fake Brazilian yeah. that wants a sad Ben Affleck cake. Yeah. Have you seen those kids in like other countries who want like I, I, the joke comes from? Do you ever see the kid? I think it was in Brazil that wanted like a K-pop party. No. K-pop like yeah, the like Korean, Korean pop. pop. No. And their parents did like Kim Jong Un. Because they just were like, that's Korean. <laughs> that's K-pop to yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know no, what you're talking about. Thing, yeah. Oh my God. Have you ever, I, I feel like it's something that I maybe would have shown you, but have you ever looked up like, what's it called? So in Eastern Europe, okay. like the Slavic countries, mm-hmm. everything is whack, obviously, but in terms oh, of... you're calling me a racist. <laughs> Like, oh, no, but they have like a huge, for example, I I don't really know how to describe it, but it's not like art because like wax museums in general are crazy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They're like, there's like, I don't know if it's in the Ukraine. I'm not going to speculate that. It might be Poland because I think a Polish guy sent it to me, but let's say Poland. In Poland, they have a like quote unquote wax museum or like a tribute to like childhood characters and it is the scariest shit you've ever seen oh, like I have heard of this I have it'll be, not her, seen it but I don't know if I can find it but like it'll be like a donkey from Shrek and it looks like his fur is like flea ridden and his oh, eyes yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. like look like human eyes or like it'll be like Queen Elizabeth and she looks like melted like you melted her with a blowtorch but it's like a wax figure and like her dress is like ill-fitting and it looks like you bought it at a thrift store or like somewhere else they have I think this is Lithuania but they have like a 15 foot statue of Tony Soprano in his um, boxers with his yes, like a carton of milk. This. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know this. This is it's like outside. Weird. It's crazy. I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I, I love it. I mean, it's like Silverwood in the Inland Northwest. It's like, what is their mascot? Garfield? I think that they got rid of Garfield. I they think, got rid of Garfield? I think Garfield might have cut ties. Oh, it's too bad. <laughs> What a dumbass! I know. The laziest cartoon character. I think actually I'm gonna give a shout out to um, friend of the pod Tyler Tennyson, guest from two episodes ago. Um, he actually was 
I think he was Odie on a few occasions. He used to work at Silverwood. Oh, really? Yeah. and he They would... had him dress up as Odie? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Odie. I don't think... What was that? Oh, it was, a, it was a thing that fell off the back of your... Oh, my God. It's that hat again. It's happened a bunch. Um... Okay, listeners, I have like a bunch of novelty hats in my apartment that I had to show Riley. I have like within like the first 10 feet of my apartment, I have a like bearskin looking hat. I have a glittery denim Las Vegas hat. I have a sailor hat, which she's actually wearing right now. Yeah, I'm wearing a sailor hat and aviators. I look like I'm the captain of the boat that Natalie Wood fell off of. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, this this is the king of one-liners. This is um, Riley. He is um, a dear friend of mine and acquaintance on many levels over the years. But I actually first met you um, at Lilac City Live, oh, yeah, which was like a Spokane, Washington... It was a cute idea. It was a public access talk show that was put on by the the library. I was a city employee. They paid me $25 an episode. Really? Yeah. It was literally, it was cool. You could like go to the library and they sold beer and wine. It was like a bunch of old hippies mostly. And they had like a host that would wear like a fitted little trim suit. He was and a good, nice guy. They had comedy and they had like local guests that would come on and like talk about their restaurants or their book they wrote or whatever. And they did it once a month. And Riley was involved with that. And the first sketch I ever saw him do. <laughs> I don't remember this. I remember that. this, actually, because I was like, swing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I remember this because in Spokane, there are like all these signs, like yard signs that literally just say spiders and wasps. Oh, and then there's yeah, a phone yeah, yeah. number. Like, it's like an exterminator for sure, but it like looks like they're being sold. So, Riley, you were wearing like a like boiler suit and you like stuffed it with like I don't know probably pillows yeah so your body like, was like all misshapen <laughs> yeah but I would do it in places that like you wouldn't expect it yeah so it looked like I was just like I had like elephantitis or leprosy it did look like that yeah I totally I, did I was all fucked up and then I came up with what was the voice I did well I don't know I was like hey everybody <laughs> like, I'm I, like you would know that's like Herbert the pervert yeah I did like the most unexpected because that was the thing too it was like and I think part of the reason why I don't think everybody that I worked with liked me on that show because I would never tell them exactly what I was going to do until oh, I'd come on stage. It was so funny. But his character was like that Herbert the Her Pervert voice, like elephantitis looking man up on stage, but he was the owner of that business and his whole shtick was that he would sell you bugs. Or I think I think your thing was that you would buy the bugs. Yeah, I would buy the bugs <laughs> and I would eat the bugs. Oh my god! And then, and then at the end of the like, and then they had somebody else come up and I can't remember what I said. But I was like, I, I kind of, and I don't think they loved it when I did this, but I <laughs> spun the bit into like a, like a, to catch a predator type thing. Oh, where I, I, was I like, don't remember this. Yeah. Where, where they showed up and I was like, so what is this? Is this an ambush? I was like, so you had, yeah. Where I was like, so you, you bring me on your show to have somebody confront me. And I, said I think the, I remember. And then I looked the host in the eyes and I was like, you're a bad man and a fraud and I can't wait till everyone finds out. <laughs> And I don't think he likes me very much. Well, this is the thing. It was like the show, it had like some PG-13 nods, but it was like largely family friendly. And every time you were on it, you would just like do something very yeah, heinous. Yeah, I, I would get in trouble. <laughs> they had to, they had to, because they would put it on YouTube afterwards. Mm -hmm. And you could see where they would cut it. Like I did, let me think of all the ones that got cut. So I did a bit where I read 
like a fake manifesto, but I just read the chapter titles. I remember that. And uh, faintly, I don't remember that. Because there was a state rep that was like had a manifesto about like Christian warfare or like some crazy shit. And at, and he served the valley, the Spokane Valley, so I said, Oh man, I would love to be the king you know, the head of the valley, the king of the valley. Who doesn't want to be the king of beige? Oh my god. And they cut it, which I thought They cut was it? A, yeah. That's which, funny. The one All the houses in the valley are beige if you're not poor. Yeah. Sorry, if you're poor, they're all different types of colors. And then the one that I really got in trouble for, as what? in, like, I don't think they really wanted me to go back after that. There was another one I got in trouble for, but I can't remember what it was. But I got it's too wild for well, it's, You know, I should have known my audience, but it was just, like, you do what you can to get. You do what you can to, like, express yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the, the one that I got in the most trouble for, I like how your fan's going in the background. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. If anyone hears the background buzz against the fan. It's not me just going, hmm. No, it's low rent, and I love it. It's very low. That's the point, is that it's low rent. And I want people to know the quality is bad on purpose. Yeah, it's art. It's art, okay? I'm not in, like, some, like, cooped-up studio with a sponsor. But if you want to sponsor me, reach out. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be, they're going to be like, wait, a tall, blonde, white woman? (laughs) Patriotfront.com. Now you could buy your survival kits with uh, promo code Smoking Porch. Oh my god, yeah, I could do like some readout stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Hey, do you like Pringles? Have you ever considered Prangles? It's just giant Pringles. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, do you, sounds okay, like... do you remember those like chocolate covered Pringles? I do. I never really liked them though. Oh, anyway, long, long story short. Sorry. The, no, I just I forgot what I got in the most show before. The most trouble I got in was we had an episode where they brought on a drag performer. But it was a woman who like drag did drag as like a crazier looking woman. So it was like very tame and it was PMS performer. Yeah, it was weird. It was almost like a Shazam type thing where she just kind of became like a better version of herself. Mm -hmm. But they were like, We're gonna have Riley do drag because Riley's like a straight dude, like cut masculine looking dude. And so she, she, really nice lady, she put me in, like, green hair, like, really made me look nice. And then they were like, what's your drag name? And I mean, like, you could see the outline of my BBD, like, whole thing. (laughs) And, you know, there are children there, and people were like, what the fuck? And I go and I walk up, and they're like, well, what's your name? And I was like, Nadine Woodward. Oh, that's great! Who at the time was just running to be mayor of Spokane, but she was still like a super famous person. Oh, that's hilarious. So they they completely like, you you watch in the video where they like, you can see they're like, what's your drag name? And then they they take my voice out. Which I get. Oh, that's bullshit. So they still do like that. That's bullshit. Okay, so for context for those who might not live in Spokane, Nadine Woodward is the mayor of Spokane. And she's like, was a famous newscaster, and she's like, I don't know. She kind of. I, I don't know. She's kind of like a like bulldog in a wig. Yeah, you ever see the Master of Disguise? <laughs> oh, like, I love the Master of Disguise. Like she looks dude. like. You remember how in the Master of Disguise, like the entire family's like the disguisey family? <laughs> she, she, looks, she, yeah, she looks like she's like Almond Roca. Disguisey, like she no. looks like a turtle woman that like somebody put a wig on. Oh. And the whole thing about her is that it's just typical Spokane, where it's like 
just big fish, small pond. Mm-hmm. And the it, fact that they're like, Nadine could hear this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which I get because it's like publicly funny. Oh, like, I right, guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But now they still do Live City Live. And they the, do? Yeah, they do. But it's not, I don't, I don't think, you know, who knows? I haven't been. I feel like if I showed up, it would probably be weird. Well, Justin's not doing music. You're not involved. Is Hugh still involved? I don't know. Then the three people I cared about are not in it anymore. I think he might still be involved. Justin is a friend of mine. He lives. The two people I care about are not involved. Justin lives in (laughs) Fort Wayne, Indiana. Shout out to my boy. Shout out Justin and Jesse. We miss you. Yeah, living out in Indiana. Yeah, Uh, Justin has joked to me that there's a lot of juggalos out there. That's cool. I don't know if it's true. He could be lying through his teeth. I feel like juggalos would be a good time, though. I think so, too. Well, I feel like maybe during, like, the peak of, like, the BLM marches, I feel like the juggalos, like, did something against racism that wasn't corny. I don't remember what it was. I mean... Maybe they, like, counter-protested, like, a neo-Nazi protest or something. I, I Have you ever seen the actual gathering of the juggalo? like commercials where they know the they're dope because they're completely unironic but they always do something that's like super like there was one that was like post-apocalyptic zombie hunters oh, or like some me. shit like that and then they're announcing like the the musical acts right and they're like always like seven acts you've never heard of because they're all juggalo adjacent <laughs> so they're like grundlepunk and they talk like this. <laughs> SNL did a, did like these as like a recurring thing, but this is how it really goes. Where they're like, Grundlepunk, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy and the Fat Boys. <laughs> they're like Shaggy, Too Dope, and Slim Richie. And I they, don't think you're allowed to be thin and be a juggalo. Also, oh, yeah, of course. have you seen some of those? They just run on Fago. <laughs> That's all they have in their body. <laughs> And, and Does that so, make you skinny or not? I mean, if that's the only thing you're taking. I mean, if body. it's meth and fago, you're yeah. probably. Yeah, but I don't want to accuse them of anything. Okay. But the I, juggalos are very good, clean blooded people, you guys. Yeah. And so then they would. No have, drugs. They would have like a fifth, like, or sixth person they would announce as like somebody you'd actually recognize. So they'd be like, they'd be like, Lotus Punch, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, speaking of meth, Fergie probably would perform for the Juggalos. Yeah. I know we're a couple years apart, but I remember when Fergie was on that show, The Great Pretenders. I don't recall. It was a show where basically it was basically just uh, American Idol, but they would act, they would lip sync, they would mm. just kind of act it out. And she was on there as a part of the band Wild Orchid, and I never made the connection. Until, like, I don't know, I saw Black Eyed Peas live in concert once. No, how old were you? I was 14. I was in middle school. Okay, 14. You are four years older than me. Was that, like, their monkey era? Yeah, it was when My Humps was out. Oh, I am so jealous. And they played with the Pussycat Dolls, which is just just Nicole Scherzinger and a bunch of strippers. I know. I don't think any of them sing in the least. Some of those poor poor girls that were They don't have names. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I remember seeing them on the screen because I was up in the upper deck. And I remember beating thinking, off. No, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, those are some uh, some ladies. <laughs> but yeah, so the gathering of the jugglers, they wouldn't even say Fergie. They would be like, and hey, from the Black Eyed Peas, Apple D App. It would always be like oh another guy. Oh my God, no, it wouldn't even be Fergie. It would be Apple D App. Who was like the guy with the 
middle part. That oh, was taboo? Tab, it would be taboo. Taboo. Taboo would be with the juggalos. I think I don't, I think I got, either I did or I wanted to. Taboo wrote a biography, an autobiography. No one I knows wa- my name by taboo. Yeah, so like, that was like, <laughs> I used to shovel monkey shit in a in like a zoo, and and now I'm in the black eyed peas, and all I go is like busted, which is a sick job. Thank it you. is, it is. There's so many like minor ass celebrity jobs that I'd love to have. Like what? Mm, well, put me on the spot. Okay, well I think like I have okay. Believe it or not, the listeners might not know this. Like Emma Chamberlain, I have never listened to her podcast. I don't know what she does. I know that she did a podcast. Okay. I assume that she has... Who, who is this? Some blonde girl that like I thought was totally average like three years ago, and now she's very cool. And I've never listened to her podcast. She has a podcast. I think that's like her start. I thought she was like a... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Wasn't she like a YouTuber or something? Probably. But now, like because of her podcast, she like is an ambassador for all these fashion brands that are like cool ones, like unknown Scandinavian houses and she like does a few photo shoots a month but like she doesn't work like that's the dream also I like her because we have deep eye sockets together <laughs> like when like... I see her I'm like I don't think I actually look like her but like something in her eyes like feels familiar okay you know do you I mean do you feel that way with Ben Affleck <laughs> I feel that way with a lot of sad white men yeah Benny, I think you look a lot like um, Benicio Del Toro as yeah well. I do look like a young like Caucasian People started telling me I look like Benicio del Toro, but like they, but I I think it's more just like the vibe rather than look. Because like if you see Benicio del Toro now, he looks rough as hell. Well, I'm not saying like you now, but like oh, his earlier works. Oh, I will. You, I will. <laughs> well, I don't. Is it the Usual Suspects? Yeah, I got a little bit of that vibe. There was a point when I like first got to know you when you were like I don't want to say slimmer, but like you had like kind of a different look. And, like, you didn't have facial hair. And I yeah. think you looked quite a bit like him at that point. Yeah, I definitely had, like, a little bit more of, like, a twink phase. You had a twink. He was a twink, you guys. Uh, but I, that that era's over. Yeah, if you ever I, wanted to yeah, beep you, him in the beep, yeah. that, that time is yeah, past. If you ever wanted to climb me, like, climb all 6'5 and be, like, a fucking <laughs> gay-ass tree. Uh, like that scene from Bridesmaids. Yeah. Go on. I don't know. My life, you know, it, it's just we go through changes. I mean, like, one of the biggest things I want to come in here and talk to you about is The Bachelor. I want you to watch The Bachelor. Uh, Riley really wants me to watch The Bachelor, you guys, and I've never seen an episode. It's, like, really kind of a stronghold for me at this point. I'm obsessed with it. I mean, clearly. I'm 29 years old. I did not start watching until I was 28. My sister was on the train before I was. You know, I knew a lot of people. My ex liked it, and so I started watching it with her, and I just got obsessed. I follow Batch, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and all the contestants of, you know, what I call B.I.P., Bachelor, Bachelorette. I follow them all like fantasy sports. Fucking seriously? I do. I follow them like fantasy sports. <laughs> Don't try to high road me on this shit. <laughs> I told you I was going to be pretentious about no, it. No, it's, it's so funny because A, now I'm of the age group where like I am prime age and prime occupation to be a contestant on The Bachelorette. Apply. I, I, you know why I could never do it? Because A, I would get the worst edit. B, some of these guys that come on look like just they were created by God. Like, I mean, they, they, they're they're beautiful, and they're all fucking sales reps. 
Because the sales reps are the only people who can take like two weeks to a month off of work. But the thing that gets me is they've started showing this in the most recent season is these women come on, the, the bachelorettes, and they're like, I want to get engaged. And the guys are like, I've just met Gabby, but I'm already in love with her. Isn't that the point of the show? You're right. But then once you start getting, I, in this most recent season, they got to like the final couple of guys and guys were like self-eliminating because they're like, I'm not ready to get engaged to somebody that I've spent like a, some total of like 10 hours with over like three months. Like people are starting to wise up, but to me, maybe they just like have good publicists and they're like, "Hey, go on the show for a few episodes, so like people will follow you on Instagram, and then realize that you are actually gay." Yeah, I follow <laughs> a bunch of bachelor contestants on Instagram. A bunch of bachelor contestants. Yeah, are those the women? The women. Yeah. Oh, okay, I think all the women look like dental hygienists. They all look like dental hygienists, and they all have fake fucking jobs that aren't real. Dental hygienist. <laughs> Yeah, That's it, very important. But, I'm getting a cavity filled on Monday. Don't get it twisted. But these guys, but these, you know, they, they're like, they're like, Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> well, yeah, that this bros. And he's like, I'm already falling in love with Gabby. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, they all break up after like a month. And of because course. what it is, is it's fucking Stockholm Syndrome. That's what it is. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Both, they had two bachelorettes on this last season. And both of them broke up with their guys immediately. And then which leads us to Bachelor in Paradise, where all of our, like, cast-offs... Is that, like, the crazy people? I would say it's a mix of, like... There's, like, four types of people that go on the show. There's, like, legitimately, like, good normal people who have, like, good jobs that just somehow get roped into this. Um, there's psychopaths uh, who are just, like, you know, whatever. There are people that pretend to be group one people but are secretly group two. And then there are people that are just, like, absolute... It's kind of like the American Idol contestants, like mm -hmm. the William Hungs of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Bachelor in Paradise, they mostly just have, like, people that you like on there. Mm -hmm. And then they all get together. And that seems fun because you have more of, like, a pick. But once again, you find out that nine out of ten of these people have some serious problems. What? <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it. So currently, I'm going through a breakup. I just moved back to the Spokane area. I'm living in my mom's basement, so but I've been back here for a month. George Costanza syndrome. Yeah, George okay. Costanza syndrome. So what I do is I just <laughs> fucking drink white wine. You do? Yeah, I drink white wine, I vape it at THC, and I watch Bachelor in Paradise. That and sounds I get, fun. I get really invested in these relationships. Okay. Like, I get too invested. Like, do you, have you cried when they've ended? No, but like for those who are listening to the podcast and following along with the current... Um, season of Bachelor in Paradise. I really hope Brandon and Serene make it. Serena's a nice name. It's Serene with just an E. And when her... When, That's nice. Yeah, and when Brandon, who's a personal trainer from Portland, <laughs> and Serene, who until recently was a teacher from Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. when Brandon gives his rose to Serene, he says, Serene Brooke Russell, will you accept this rose? And I melt. <laughs> Fucking melt. I felt like fucking melt like ice in the sun. I am. I, <laughs> I want that for myself. I want to be. I'm not even attracted to that man, and I want to be held in his arms. You Good want God. him to give you his rose. I want me. I want him to give me his rose. I want him to give me happiness. Oh. I want him to give me the safety that can only come from his muscular arms. Who is this guy? His I'm, name, his I'm is, searching him. His name is Brandon Jones. Brand, oh, wow. Are you fucking kidding? His no, name is Brandon Jones? Yeah, no, of course. I watch it. Like I was telling you earlier, I only watch three shows. <laughs> his name like, could be Sam Smith, but... Yeah. 
I watch Bachelor in Paradise, I watch Andor, and I watch Chainsaw Man. I have three shows I watch. Oh my god, Brendan Jones Bachelor. Yeah, and I just got done watching Love on the Spectrum, the US version. This guy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He looks like a fucking... Okay. Okay, say it. What do you think? I don't know. Hey, well, I, I watch reality TV too. I watch... Real Housewives. Boo. I, well, he looks like Mauricio, but like missing. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably for the best. Um, he looks like there. Mauricio from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, but younger and less attractive is what I'm going to say. Mm, okay. And that's, you know, but you know, if you find solace in his, his voice and his on-screen presence... What do you like so much about Real Housewives? See, that's something that I've never gotten into. Um, I started watching it during COVID. I don't know. I feel like it's more like aspirational and also it's less stupid, I will say. I mean, compare I haven't watched The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but like the housewives, many of them, I'm not gonna say all, but like many of them are somewhat educated. Many of them have made careers for themselves. And they're all, like, super rich and successful, even if they only married rich. So mm-hmm. it's, like, depictions of, like, extreme wealth, obviously. But it's just kind of, like, girl dynamics. And all the cities have different flavors, too. Okay. Like, um, Beverly Hills, which is my mom's favorite, like, the only one she'll watch, is, like, very, very, like... A couple of years ago, this, like, article came out that said that people from the West Coast are nice but not kind. And people yeah. from the East Coast are kind but not nice. I know that very well. And I think that that is, like, very much depicted in the Housewives. Like, Beverly Hills, they're very nice to each other's face oftentimes. But they're very petty. They're very backstabby. And then, like, New York, which is my personal favorite, um, they're, like, crazy. They'll, like, straight up call you, like, a stupid whore, like, to your face. Um, but then they don't really, they like have lives and jobs and the rest of it. Um, I don't know. It's just entertaining. It's funny. It's less like invested in who wins and more like this is comedy. Yeah. And like, I kind of resonate Mm -hmm. with these two characters. So I like them best, you know? That's fair. See, I like to watch all these bachelor shows because it's really funny to imagine them as being like trapped. And it's like Star Like Saw or something? Yeah, it is is very (laughs) Saw-esque. Where, like Bachelor in the, a saw trap. Yeah, well, think about it. I mean, it is Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I recently actually took the time to like look up all these like true, you know, how long these seasons actually last. The Bachelor and Bachelorette only last like I want to say at most like two to three months. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind that the, these contestants like are not getting like all the three months with this woman or mm-hmm. or man. And then Bachelor in Paradise, which also can end an engagement lasts like a month or less. Could you imagine that? Like being like mom, you know, like mom and dad going off to fucking uh, uh, Mexico to go do another bachelor thing, and then you come back and you're like, I'm engaged. This is Taj, and he's like, This hey, is Taj. Hey, what's up? I'm a personal trainer out from Seattle, and you're just like, <laughs> What the fuck? What? Like, so that's kind of funny to me on, like, a destructive level. I, I just never got into Real Housewives because I think it's just, like, you don't... You really, kind of have to commit. Yeah, and it's something you can't really, like, super relate to. Love on the spectrum, though, I can relate to. <laughs> See, I know nothing about that. I don't know anything what it's about. And I know that if I even begin to comment on it, I'll say something that's not right. Well, then I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, go, go ahead. 
Yeah. So Love on the Spectrum, especially the U.S. version, is about just people with autism being in love with each other. That's sweet. Yeah, it's a very sweet show. Or it's not about them being in love with each other so much as, as it's about like them finding love. Aww. And it's it's really well made. It's really like cute and funny and it's it's very heartfelt. So there's not a lot of things you could like make jokes about like it's like oh look at this idiot like it's not one of those shows like the bachelor but some of these people are like intentionally and unintentionally the funniest people in the world i mean i've seen some clips and they look pretty funny there's one dude on there my dude on the u.s version is named sabode sabode and he's like a 30 i want to say he's like 30 or 31 he's a he's an indian he comes from like an indian family and it's like mom dad sister and they're all kind of heavy set, and Sabod is just like, oh, he looks like like a, a big Indian grimace, and he's like bald. Grimace like, like from, the ham. Yeah, like just a round, big, like kind of circular looking. The guy. purple thing from <laughs> yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and he, <laughs> and he's he's high on the autism spectrum, so like, but he's like so cute and funny, and his mom is like. I'm gonna do her voice because it's very cute. And his mom's got like a like a Disney character voice, and she's like, "So, Bod, it's your birthday, and I really hope that you find a, a girlfriend this year." And then Sabod will be like, "I don't want an Indian girlfriend <laughs> right from his Indian ass mom and sister," which is hilarious. And he gets a girlfriend who has Down syndrome, who's like really cute, and like together they're just a cute couple. And then there's like another one whose name is James, and he's from like Boston like he's like from my old neck of the woods like New yeah. England yeah he's from New England guys and yeah give me your best Boston accent no not I, autistic I can't do it because <laughs> they sound exactly the same and James is like really into like he's got like dyed blonde hair and he's got like old ass parents and he's really into like medieval ren fairs and shit cute but I've always his, wanted to go to one of those but his whole thing is he goes ugh ugh like Napoleon Dynamite and so he goes on a date and he'll be like he'll chop like a fork and he'll be like damn it <laughs> and it's just like oh my god dude rocks rocks <laughs> this dude rocks dude and he's got the coolest sword collection he goes to a red fair with this girl who's also got autism which leads me to the craziest thing about love on the spectrum they're all autistic it, you, maybe like the maybe people not. they set them on dates with like get the question in your head like wait are they also autistic well i don't know one of the last guys that i dated told me that he was autistic whenever something came up that he didn't want to do <laughs> but other than that that's he had bastard, to <laughs> that's a basketball excuse that's like the so funniest true. excuse <laughs> he's like oh by the way camille um i, I do think i'm autistic <laughs> Wait, he self-diagnosed himself as autistic, so he went into yes. tuition. Yes, I mean a, maybe he is. I don't. He kind of seems like he was. What a kid! <laughs> what a fucking. <laughs> like we like go somewhere like crowded. He's like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, I think my um. I, I think convenient my, autism. Yeah, my autism is kicking in. No. Oh man. But you know, that's okay. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, Some yeah. of the best minds of our generation are autistic. Yeah. Like, look who's sitting across. Yeah, me. <laughs> me. High fuck This is, like, an offensive episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> who cares? Stop apologizing. <laughs> All eight listeners, we love you. Hey, actually, one of my one of mine has 99 streams. Oh, really? Yes, sir. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You're getting ever so close to that daily stormer. <laughs> fucking advertiser. Oh, Mac my. Weldon, here we come. <laughs> Magic Spoon. I don't always eat cereal, but oh, when I do, it's got to be keto. God. 
Uh, Do you want to? I have some magic spoon. I in don't want to see it because I feel like if I see it, it's gonna break the matrix. Oh great! Now she's gonna show it to me. So I'm back, gonna show him my so, magic spoon. So back, so back to the smoking porch presents. Riley does recaps of Love on the Spectrum. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, once they set them up on dates with people, you start to think like, wait, is this person also autistic? And then there are some people that, oh wow, they're in smaller cups than I would imagine. I got the small cups. Oh, you got the small cups. So there was one guy that they set up. There was this girl on Love on the Spectrum. Her name's Danny, and she's an animator. Right? And I'm doing quote fingers here, but she is an accomplished like artistic you? animator. No, she's more talented. Okay. Wow. And she got That's set hard up, to meet. She got set up with this dude that like was had like curly dark hair. Cute. And he was also autistic. Cute. And she told him that she loved him on the first date. Cute. He, Sounds like me. And he got overwhelmed and he ran away. Aww. And then he came back. And then Cute. he went on a second date and he, he, he put his hand through her hair and he said the dopest line I've ever heard. What is it? He goes, hey, what's that? Oh, it's just your essence. Oh my God. But after watching that show, I had the same thing that happened to me. Do you ever watch the show Transparent on Amazon? Uh, is that with Jeffrey Tambor? Yeah, where Jeffrey Tambor was the trans woman. No, I, I am aware of it, but I haven't seen it. It's really funny to watch in 2022. I know, because, well, he got canceled individually, and then... It's just so... <laughs> the intentions are so good, but it's so misguided. Oh, God. But after watching Transparent, because a big thing at Transparent was like, hey, look at this... What you think is clearly a born female woman. What if I told you? She is trans. (gasps) After I watched that, Uh there was like a whole like three month period where I was working at a mall at the time. Where were you working? Can I guess? Can I guess? What store? Um, If Riley were Foot Locker. No. Where? So Where? I can't can't tell you for legal reasons. Yes, you can. I'll tell you off. The readers want to know where you worked. I worked at um, Sephora. Really? And, no. Oh. But people would walk by. People would walk by the store, uh-huh. and anytime they looked just a little bit, I was like, "Wait, is this person trans?" It was like they live with Roddy Roddy Piper, where you'd be like, "Wait, I feel like I see oh trans people." Oh my god! Oh my god! And that's what's happening after watching one of the I'm gonna spectrum, start hitting you with something. Where I'm just, where it's just like I feel like I see autistic people everywhere. Well, I, I mean, tell. yeah, they are everywhere. I mean, I'm sure if it's a spectrum. Like zero to a 100, maybe I'm like one and a half percent. Actually, I'm, if I am, I'm higher than <laughs> yeah. that. What if people start doing 23 and me is for autism? Maybe, maybe. I mean, the I don't know. Well, We're in an ever-changing world. Well, my father is 15% <laughs> Irish and 75% autistic. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. It's like somebody said to me today, they were talking about, have you ever heard of uh, Mr. Hands? The horse fucking video? Yeah, the horse guy. Yeah, the horse guy. Guys, Mr. Hands is not the horse guy. This is a video of a man having sex with a horse. And he died. He died? <laughs> he died afterwards. You didn't know about I didn't this? know he died. No. So there's a video of a guy getting... Fucked by a horse, and then the video cuts, right? Oh, dear. But the story afterwards is that he died, which is why in Washington State they passed a law against bestiality in, in, in like, in 2005. Oh. Yeah, crazy. 
So a coworker of mine was telling me that she worked at like some like ranch or something where those horses were actually there. That's her hands horse. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, what's it like meeting a celebrity? <laughs> oh my god. But well, I think that is maybe a. I think you should leave sketch, right? Is it? I think so. I I I think it's. I think you should leave, but there's like a horse farm, like a horse ranch. With horses with only small penises, so your husband doesn't feel um, <laughs> inferior. Pretty <laughs> I'm pretty good. sure I didn't just make that up. Also, I just so you guys know, I got my Magic Spoon cereal, and I gave it to Riley, and you can keep it. Oh, thank it's you. It's my thank you gift for being my guest. That's huge. It's and actually I'm... pretty good. I mean, it's kind of like poppy, like Pop Rocks, but... It doesn't taste bad. It has 14 grams of protein, which is cool. And zero carbs. Zero sugar. I don't know about the Stop carbs. Stop shilling for them unless they're going to pay you. I know. I'm sorry. But, oh, f- okay. Go ahead. But anyway, I Horse guess... Horse fucking. The, the, the point I was trying to make was that, you know, uh, somebody said, they're like, oh, did you know bestiality is still like legal in like three or four states? And I was like, yeah. How do you think my parents met? Okay, I think it's. I keep like. I was thinking about Broad City today, and I do think that there's an episode when Alana gets fired from her job because she's the social media manager of her like deals, deals, deals job. And she literally (laughs) tweets out the video of Mr. Hands on the (laughs) deals, deals, deals. And I don't even remember what. I think the caption's like, LOL. I think there's a... TGIF. <laughs> there's a part of me where I really want to just, like, stop, like, really stop caring. Mm-hmm. But stop caring to the point where I start caring again so much that I get one of those people that's, like, hyper offended by everything and has, like, a personal connection to everything where they're like, yeah, I don't really like pit bulls. And I'm like, I'm sorry. My grandfather was a pit bull. My grandfather's a pit bull? There's this funny TikTok. I think it's like a guy in a bakery and he sees like a death by chocolate cake. He's like, um, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. That's not funny. My aunt died by chocolate, actually. But I mean, that, that kind of thing is very real. It's very real. What, people that are just super offended yeah, by Yeah, of course. And if you're one of those people, sorry, this is probably not the episode for you. Yeah. Probably should have said that in the first 30 seconds. Who cares? But if, you're still, if you're still listening, we got a new topic to say. We about. love you. Midterm elections. Oh, yeah! Could you add sounds to this? I've never tried. But the thing is, like, I'm learning more and more every time I edit, like... I used to have to edit all the peaks individually, and it took me hours. And then I figured out there's a way to do them all at once. Yeah. See, yeah. you're getting there. I'm learning. This is what I like about this podcast is everybody's learning along with you. Everyone's learning. Yeah. You know, every guest that I bring on offers something different. Like my last guest, Ariana, was super sane and pleasant. <laughs> oh, great. Is that a, yeah, sweet. Yeah. No, you're you're a wonderful guest. I can't wait till episode 100 where you have like really good uh, audio quality. But you're, like, interviewing dudes in a prison. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, you know, when we did the episode that was actually on the smoking porch, people, like, came out and were like, you guys doing a podcast? And I, like, kind of wanted them to join, but we were kind of three sheets to the wind. Well, whatever. They're, yeah, they're we'll nice. figure it out. This is episode six, okay? Yeah. So I can't believe I made it this far. Midterm updates. Yes. So this episode is going to come out, what, like, on a Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. But the midterm elections were yesterday. Some of them are still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Oz lost. Yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. 
I think it's hilarious that Dr. Oz had the hubris to be like, um, actually, one of my, like, 15 houses in Pennsylvania, so I can run for Oh, seven. my God. Which, granted, like, Hillary Clinton did, like, the same shit. Yeah, of in course. New York, so it's not like he's the first asshole to do it. But, well, like, have you ever seen Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco? Uh, actually, yes. Because you're the one that broke in? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. No, Too no. soon. Paul and I used to hang out. But, you know. I do know the way in. I do know the code. No, I know the neighborhood. It's fucking, like, it looks like a castle yeah um, it's in pacific it's in pacific heights which is a pretty nice neighborhood i mean well, i'm in san francisco like twice a year and it's i want to see it's pretty nice are, are you just like camped outside nance's house all the time the, actually maybe i'm wrong i thought it was nicer the thing about san francisco it's just like kind of like a big brownstone i thought it was like a san fantasy island it's such a weird place because it's like i've never been it's great my sister lives there mm-hmm. and so i'm there like twice a year and it's one of those things where it's like everybody like shits on San Francisco and gets such a bad rap, but it's like there's only like a couple parts of it. It's like any other city, but like it's a couple of parts that are like not great. Mm-hmm. And those parts are like the seventh circle of hell. Like you get off the BART and you walk up the stairs and somebody's like literally smoking crack. But the rest of it's That's like, what fucking is it's like in Spokane. Yeah, but Spokane's also like the seventh circle. It yeah. actually is because there's nothing redeeming about it. No. Except us. Except us. <laughs> well, I told you one time, guys, sometimes on like Saturdays or Sundays, not really in the winter, but I like smoke a little weed and then I take like a long walk and I put on a kind of cute outfit and like I walk for like five-ish miles and I just fuck around. And one time recently I went to this like famous park in the middle. It's like Spokane's version of Central Park. <laughs> and I saw this like staircase that in my stone state I thought looked like decently magical. Um, so I like posted the story and I'm like, I did one of those like answer the question little prompts. I was like, what do you think's up this staircase? Oh yeah, I and, do <laughs> and then I put like a couple little like fairy stickers around it, like made it like extra sparkly. And I literally walk up the stairs and the first thing I see at the top of the stairs is a man sitting on a statue smoking crack and we make direct eye contact. And I was like, oh! What, <laughs> what a fucking legend. I told you a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I think about like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. there's a stairwell outside of this apartment, the one next to the yep. restaurant behind I've me. encountered crackheads there as yeah, well. Yeah, I saw a dude in like the middle of the day, there was a big event at that brewery around the corner. Mm-hmm. And my friend and I were there with his girlfriend and her stepkids. And we okay. walked around the corner. Oh, you told me and that. And I saw a dude. I saw a dude, butt ass naked, no clothes like around him, like just <sighs> butt ass naked, uh, tying off with the needle in his arm, nodding off. God. And I have you know, listeners, that dude was packing. <laughs> that dude had a I was, I was, I honestly, like, I, I scanned. I, I, I honestly. You did a full body scan. No, no, like, he was, he was full flaccid, huge penis. Oh, I, was, I was more caught off guard by the huge penis than the needle in his arm. Like, I was like, whoa, dude. Oh, my God. That is so... And Steve's kids didn't see. No. no Good. No, well, no. that would have been terrible. No, I should have shown... Well, it's exposure therapy. I don't know, man. I was in a restaurant one time when I was, like, in sixth grade, and this drunk lady called the waitress a stupid cunt. Mm-hmm. And it really still traumatized me. I still think about it sometimes. So if I saw a naked hung man dying of overdose, <laughs> yeah. I probably I wouldn't have been happy. I think they got her out of, out of there. 
Well, that's good. But now that, you know... I hope he's doing well. Me too. He's probably dead, but I hope he's doing well. Because <laughs> uh, I imagine that kind of behavior is only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, but, I, um, I suppose. You don't just jump straight to naked. No, but, you know, we're not going to see any changes because nothing really changed in Spokane during the midterms. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. We keep getting off track. There was a midterm election, as you all know. Um, Dr. Oz did lose. I, did, I wasn't supporting him. I was kidding. But if Dr. Drupinski was running, I would be sad if he lost. <laughs> That's a weird dude to simp over, but go off. Go, go off, queen. Let's, let's hear it. I like Dr. Drew. What can I say? But anyway, um, <laughs> Dr. Phil, not so much. But Spokane. Okay, this is like kind of my... I want to talk about... Oh, it, will that jeopardize your job? Did that get you in trouble? Oh, um, maybe. I guess I better not. I um, can say it. <laughs> no, okay, you can say it. Okay, real quick, the the prosecutor who I've only met once and seems like a very nice man has a very problematic wife, and for that reason, a inexperienced seeming pastor woman ran against him and won in the primaries, and she lost in the midterms. Decidedly. Right? By quite a bit. But she didn't fucking campaign. She didn't spend any money on anything. And my coworker said that um, it's because she ran as an independent and she couldn't like accept Democrat money or whatever. I'm like... See, and that's a problem just with the United States. Yeah. But Larry, uh, Larry Haskell is this gentleman's name. I can say it because I have no confidence. I have nothing to say about this. I'm just listening. No. Larry Haskell is... For all intents and purposes, like, from what I hear, is an okay enough guy. But his wife uh, <laughs> is just the worst. His, you go off. Go off. Yeah, his wife His wife got in trouble for going on, like, Parlor, I think it was. Yeah, it was par- she's certified on Parlor. Yeah, going on Parlor and calling people the hard R and Hard R and word. Like, multiple times. And... Amongst many other things. Yeah, like calling black people like fucking like. I think there was a sand hard R. Yeah, calling people chimpanzees, crazy shit. But anyway, she's one of those definitely like behold the master race women because she just is like maybe four hundred (laughs) pounds. Like she's maybe four hundred pounds. Like she's so fat that like when she's taking a picture with her husband, like the whatever cor- side of the photo she's on, no matter what the publication is, it kind of sags a little bit. She, no, no, she's she's a hideous woman. She is, and I'll say it because I have no issue saying it. She is. You know a, what? We're forty five minutes into this. I mean, if any narcs a, have been listening this long. I, sh- I would have got fired 20 minutes ago. Yeah, she's as, she's as hideous on the outside as she is on the inside. Yeah, look her up. There's an Inlander article. Look up. You can get the whole scoop. Yeah, as well as the imagery. Yeah, she's like mega maga. She's like dark maga. Mega maga. Yeah, she's like like insane maga. And so anyway, Larry Haskell, you know, comes out and he's been married to her for like 40 fucking years. So they were like, oh, well, like how do you put up with this and he's like he's like well i don't condone racial speech which i get like we you know i've been with people where i where i have difference of opinions from them but it's more just like what's your religious standing it's not like what's your opinion on black people yeah like that's a pretty crazy fucking thing and Mm -hmm. then especially he's got some things that the unfortunate thing in all seriousness is like he very well may not have a 
racist bone in his body. He's married to her. Yeah, but he's married to her. So any decision you make that is even like a little bit questionable, immediate look, looks a hundred times worse. I mean, he is in a... I, I can't say much because of my job, but he's in a very high position of power. And to say it's a terrible, terrible, terrible look, objectively, is to say the least. And I hope he can overcome that with his actions. See, whereas I don't give a shit, so I'll just say it. I think he's... I just think it's like, how the fuck can you, like, come home to your fat-ass wife, make it, like, her, like, second stopers for four oh. to just have a snack before dinner? <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey, honey, how was your day? And she's like, you should have seen what these beep, 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 N-word, spear, beep, like... You should have seen what they were doing. Joy Reid. God damn, Michelle Obama's got a penis. Oh, we, yeah. She called Joy Reid from MSNBC the hard R straight up. Yeah, which is like a ball women. Why Joy? Yeah. My morning Joy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she, that's how you know she doesn't work. So, she's watching the morning <laughs> exactly, Joy. AM Joy. So it's like, how do you go to bed with that person? How do you even like live in the same house as that person? But of course, he was on another podcast. He was? Larry Haskell, yeah, it was put on by uh, not, Spokane. Not mine. No, you should get him on. <laughs> he's, a, he's my next guest, actually. That would be so sick if you could send us swing him as a guest. But they had him on the Spokane Talks Media podcast, which is like a very like right-wing mouthpiece in Spokane. And it was very much like the, the Parks and Rec meme. Oh, God, what one? Where, she, where Larry Haskell's like, I don't support this. And the, the host, who's like 85 years old, like, I'm surprised he even knows how to use a microphone. Mm-hmm. Probably the last time he was doing it, he was like, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this guy was like, this guy was like, well, Larry, I know your wife, and I don't think she's a racist. And that was like the end of the art. It was like the Parks and Rec <laughs> where she's like, I've never done anything bad in my life. And he's like, I know this, and I love you. I know this, and I love Oh, are you talking about Aubrey Plaza? Or it was uh, Jenny Slate, which she was John Ralph. Oh, I love Jenny Slate. Yeah. I love Jenny Slate. Do not like Aubrey Plaza. And I wish that you were watching White Lotus. I'll get to White Lotus. I'm too busy watching horny anime and Bachelor. I know you are, and that's a problem. White Lotus is horny enough. Theo James is in it. You see his penis season one. I did one. I did see that picture, though. <laughs> He's like, I am searching every day to see if there are any other nudes of Theo James. I I've been searching since 2014, since Divergent came out. Yeah, well, that is the Divergent part of me, that I do <laughs> like seeing dudes showing their penis in movies, because I think it's brave. It's brave. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's an important thing about sexuality. You can not be attracted to men sexually, but you can be like, hey, brother, nice penis. That's nice. Yeah. Whenever I see a woman's boobs on a movie, I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) You get mad. (laughs) Like, my, like, hair turns into snakes, and I, like, breathe fire. (laughs) How dare you? I remember I was dating this guy, and he wanted to watch, um... Oh, God, what's it called? True Detective Season 1 with me. Oh, because And of I the, was like, mmm. Because of the infamous 14 millisecond Alexander Daddario scene? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's not long enough for you. Guys, if you don't know me personally, I assume you do, but I'm a flat-chested woman. And in True Detective Season 1, 
the most luscious pair of boobies are on the screen for apparently 14 milliseconds. I, it seemed like four hours I, to I me. I don't know. She, yeah, that is a well endowed. How does she not have back problems? I don't know. She's a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. It does look like somebody shot two rockets through her back, though. She's like, got gazongas. Gazongas, and her eyes are so beautiful. Yeah. So when you're talking about. Um, and Mega Mega, I was sent recently by a friend of the pod, Tyler. Um, have you heard the new Kid Rock song, We the People? Yes. I'm going to play it for, <laughs> for the people. The song is pretty fucking funny, you guys. Um, let's see. Okay, good. Kind of sounded... <laughs> this sounds like a Counting Crows song. I know, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. No. <laughs> Yo, I would love to see Kid Rock go to Congress and be like, kids are shooting up schools because they're taking too many pills. I can't. I know. <laughs> it's so bad. But I was like, you know what? This song is very catchy. The chorus is pretty catchy. And I'm like, if Trump uses that, it's going to be hell. Because they are going to eat that shit up. Oh. And it is written for Trump. It literally says, big, when Big Don does it, they call him racist. It just said that. That was like the last yeah. thing he said. Can you imagine if somebody 25 years ago was like, Kid Rock just got done performing at Woodstock 99. And you oh, I would have loved to like, that. Hey, what if I told you in like 22 years or whatever mm-hmm. that you're going to be like absolutely obsessed with Donald Trump? You probably would have been like, go fuck yourself. Probably. Yeah. It's just how the mighty have fallen. You know? <laughs> Kid Rock has really fallen. You know, that's true. I mean, he's saying, he's saying picture with Sheryl Crow. He probably wasn't a big conservative then i bet he's always been but it's like but you know that 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 song though i don't know if you've listened to the whole thing some parts are pretty profound there is a but there's one part i was like black lives matter well fucking no shit they do and i'm like kid rock is woke (laughs) yeah well, I mean, yeah. It's, no, it's no, just, we don't have to get into that. I just no, Black Lives Do obviously very much matter. I have a Black Lives Matter poster in my entryway, actually. Yeah. I was in Charlottesville, Virginia. On a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it is a coincidence. No. How funny would that be? God, if there's just like doctored footage of you, <laughs> like. In the scene where there's like the put up with the tiki torch, and I you're just like, was, yeah. I just was coming back from Lowe's. Um, my wife was having a barbecue actually. I just, I didn't really understand. I'm hard of hearing. I think it would be very funny to be like, like the, you're, you're walking down the street, just being like a white dude, and like as somebody's being like, Jews will not replace us, and you're just like, oh god. Oh god, <laughs> well, you're Jew. Riley's Jewish, guys. Not or, kind of. He's ethnically Jewish. And so I'm like trying to run across the, 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 the scene. Well, when when I left, not my current job, but like three jobs ago mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I worked short term at a place, and I quit because they were running out of money. And when people were like, I had, was like a point of contact person for a bunch of people, 
And I photoshopped a picture of me as the guy who stole Nancy Pelosi's uh, podium. Oh my the lord! Riots. Yes. And I was like, if anybody asks, like, just say I got arrested. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just say I. That's why I've been here. God, that wasn't that crazy. I love. I think it's. I. I think it's one of those things where it's like. To me, the shock has clearly worn off. Oh, the shock is 100% worn off. I, I mean, I think in 10 years, it's going to be hilarious. I think now it's a little edgelordy to say it's hilarious, I but I f- agree. I think the funniest part, and uh-huh. this is a really shitty thing to say. Oh, dear. The funniest part to me of the whole yes. thing was when the lady got shot. Oh, God. Here's why. Here's why. Oh, God. Here's why. I am making a Patreon (laughs) tonight. Here's why it was funny. Here's why it was funny to me. Okay, go ahead. Because because it's like, it's like one of those things where it was like, that was the moment where all those guys realized that this shit was for real. Yeah. And it was very funny to me that some fucking moron wearing like a MAGA hat and a Trump flag for a cape oh. thought she could break through a window with a oh guy pointing a gun God. being like, don't come here, don't come through here. And then when they shot it, when she sh- when he shot her, mm-hmm. everybody was like, shoot her, shoot her. You know, because they, they, yeah. they all know the Call of Duty terms, right? Mm. I just They're I, all such like fucking LARP nerds. They are LARP nerds. Well, and you just saw back to midterm update. Midterm update. That a bunch of like fucking like nine out of ten of Trump's picks lost. Lost. Yeah. Right? Which I get because they're just like. Well, Lauren, Lauren Boebert lost. Did she officially? She lose? did. God, I think her existence is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, she's just like even worse, Sarah Palin. Yeah, she. Well, she's just like, oh yeah, she's from Rifle, Colorado. Are you fucking kidding? I didn't That's know. a real ass place. Oh my god. They, they don't allow you to breathe through your nose there. That is a town full of mouth breathers. Colorado is a weird state to me because it's like parts of it are very conservative, and then part they just like legalized mushrooms. Yeah. Today. I you mean, know. That's my favorite kind of states. That's one of the things I like. It's about like the Washington. big libertarian kind of state. I I I like states that have the the. Blue, red, blue. Yeah. Because if you need that, like New York, I think is the best example. Yeah, because it's love it. As long as people are rational, Mm -hmm. it can bring good, good and new ideas. Yeah. You don't want to have an echo chamber. No, we live in a very divisive culture, and like ultimately, your person of your same like class stature, regardless of their political beliefs, is more like you than fucking billionaires ever will be i'm not gonna go down that like hassan piker train but i do believe oh yeah i know that guy yeah i guess yeah yeah he's a see i don't understand it's kind of hot though i don't understand (laughs) why people are attracted to lauren bobert like people anytime i've heard like in the conservative like bubble people think lauren bobert's hot well it's because conservatives have like the nastiest little inbred looking people to look yeah. up to. I mean, I feel like Lauren Boebert is the kind of hot where it's like you hook up with her once, she'd get pregnant after that one time, she'd keep the kid, but she would like milk you for all your money and child support, and she'd name the kid something fucking weird like Chance, <laughs> and then you would, and then you would never see the kid you pay like two thousand a month for. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of vibe I get from Lauren, Lauren Boebert. Boebert. Yeah, she's not fun to me. Well, you know her husband like got arrested for like showing his penis in a bowling alley, right? Did you ever hear that? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, that rocks. What a weird, what a weird thing to get arrested for. And apparently, she was there. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it makes me wonder, like what the context was if she was there. I mean, it's not a good thing to do. I'm not advocating for showing your penis in a bowling alley, but like. 
Was it like a little jokey joke or was he like, I'm going to ruin some people's night? Who knows? <laughs> you I, know? I like to think I'm hilarious, but I would never show my penis. At That's true. That's true. Oh, dear. I just think that like Lauren Boebert's a great example of like that stupid fucking thing. That, and I heard it yesterday when the, the election was going on. I won't say who, but it was somebody in my family who said mm-hmm. the, the fucking adage where it's like, we need to get politicians out of politics. What? Politic? Oh, it's like... The Trump, it's the Like whole, real people in politics? Yeah, but they're like, we need to get politicians out of politics. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. What? So when you have an electrical problem, you hire a plumber to come mm-hmm. do your electrical work? I mean, it's the most... It, yeah. In concept, it sounds good, but by virtue of setting yourself up to be a political candidate with all the bullshit that that entails, you are a politician. Well, what I think is really interesting is all of the, like, I don't want to say populist because they're not, but, like, all of the quote-unquote non-politician politicians in Spokane, like, virtually lost, like, all of them. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think it can be good to bring in, like, one of the people that's not wrapped up in the bullshit, but also, like, one of the saddest things I think to come out of the Trump administration is, like, the lack of trust in the system, like, in quotes. Like, I think the system is full of holes, but, like, the judiciary, you know? Like, Trump says, like, so-called judges, in quote, like, I work for a judge. It's fucking hard to get. Okay, you have to, first of all, become a lawyer, which is hard enough. You have to be a lawyer for a long time. And I do know that, like, there's definitely, like, political appointing kind of, I don't want to say bias, but, like, you know, like, Trump will just put conservative people to the federal bench bench as Biden will with liberals. But, like, to become, like, a normal judge, it's fucking, like, 20-ish years experience. You have to be appointed by a governor or win an election. And then, like, you have, like... It's, a, it's not just a piece of cake, you know? And they act like it's just, like, nothing. And I feel like that's such a thing among, like, the mega crowd. It's, mm-hmm. like, these people that have experience and intelligence and institutional knowledge, which is so valuable, well, it's smart- even if they're ineffective, you know? The smartest thing Trump ever did, even though it's super evil, is he basically just, like, somebody would say something that was uh, true, mm-hmm. and he'd go, no, false, you're a liar. <laughs> and then people would be like... Yeah, cause he just he just eroded truth. He's a he's a brilliant um, media personality. Yeah, he just bends truth to it. You know, he just bends truth and fucking and he's the the ultimate Teflon man. And I think that's just like you, you saw some other people that have been trying to do it, but I think not he, to the same effect. I think people are getting sick of it. Yeah, because they're getting a little bit less crap because he's getting older, and the shit he's lying about is a little bit more cut and dry. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the whole FBI investigation and stuff because no i i know know, nothing's gonna happen i i don't know i'm kind of like as with january 6th i mean the kind of media that i intake is this very cynical kind of like post left tip 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 of the horseshoe kind of media a lot of it is Mm -hmm. so like i don't think that i'm speaking to everyone in my audience when i say this but fucking I'm so sad he was president because he was so fucking funny. Was, he was hilarious. That's who needs to run against like Kathy McMorris Rogers in Spokane. Who? Just a somebody funny person? That like that. Like could you imagine if somebody as opposed to like whoever the fuck runs against her, no disrespect to her challengers, but like the last two challengers are people that 
No one knew. No one knows who just like magically appear once every four years to run against him. Riley Connors is going to run against oh, Kathy. The things I would say to her. <laughs> just I, roast stuff. I, I would just be like, your haircut is dumb. Roast it. I'd be like, <laughs> your teeth are terrible. Roast it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, what's your experience? You used to run a fruit stand? True. Really? Yeah. What's your experience? You used to run a fruit stand? Oh, that's cool. Roast it. I'd be like, hey, what did, I'd be like, oh, I'm surprised you can talk. You spent the last four years, or you spent the last, like, what, fucking 15 years bootlicking forever, whoever's in charge of the Republican oh, Party. Oh, 100%. Yeah. See, she sucks so bad. That's why liberals lose, though, all the time over here. They won't take the low blows. There is no such thing as low blows. It's that whole, I mean, like, the whole Michelle Obama thing was, like, they go low, we go high. Yeah, it's Frankly, dumb. I mean, people, like, their base instincts, like, their id, I think, is to, like, low blow. Like, people appreciate a low blow. That's why Trump got so popular. is because he would, like, cool. s- go into the deepest, darkest corners of people's minds and say this shit, you know? He'd go r- rant Paul Gay and tell Ted Cruz's <laughs> wife was a dog. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's mean, and I'm not saying you should be mean, but, like, you know, when you just respond to that, like, vile behavior with, like, oh, never mind. Well, we are going to take the high road. Like, that's just ineffective. Well, what do you... What, I, I think that... And I argue with my dad about this all the time. Because mm-hmm. my dad's, like, a Kennedy Democrat. And he, mm-hmm. You know, he's a very moral man who's like, you got to, like, do the high road. But I'm like, if there's no point in doing the high road if your enemies take the low road. They refuse. They don't even care. They win all the time. They don't even acknowledge the high and road. And they get rid of everything that you hold mm-hmm. dear. I know. Like, what's, what, what's, what's morals when you have nothing left? That, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I don't know. I think I'm just so jaded now. But, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about that video of Trump when he found out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, was that? Okay, so. That was hilarious. Guys, look it up. It's pure comedy, frankly. He's like on a tarmac. It's like nighttime. It's nighttime. There's like good lighting. He like touches his like little earpiece with his fingers. He goes, oh, what? What? She she died. Oh, this is just the first time I'm hearing about this. And then like there happens to be a camera there. He's like, you know, despite despite our differences, she's an, an amazing woman, a very accomplished, brilliant woman, and her presence is going to be missed in our lives or something like that. Yeah. And while he's and then he walks off into the distance up to Air Force One and gets in. And while he's doing all this, Tiny Dancer by Elton John is like faintly playing yeah. in the background. It's so, it's fucking, so funny. fucking funny. Yeah, it literally seems like it's from like Waiting for Guffman or something like that, like documentary style humor. Uh, it's just my, so funny. My best friend and I, every time a celebrity dies, mm-hmm. we send each other like a two a mm-hmm. two image kind of stack of Trump doing that. Oh, really? Every time a celebrity dies, but we'll just oh, say the name time. and then we'll do the photo. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This is a hot take. Ooh. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg fucking stayed on too long. I think her. I think her. Old she should have gone out during uh, Obama's her, time. Yo, yeah, her old ass should have retired. hundred percent. And I think people. I think people really don't want to talk about that because I think people conflate criticizing that with criticizing her entire no. legacy. And it's okay. People are not no. infallible creatures. But we just live. Well, you have to be strategic. And like, if you, I don't know. I mean, I'm clearly not on the Supreme Court. But, but. I mean, like conceptually, it's mm-hmm. really funny. Not like. It's not good, obviously, mm-hmm. especially in light of everything that's happened. But like mm-hmm. conceptually, like if you were writing a screenplay, yeah, how funny is it that he he replaced Ruth Bader Ginsburg with some wackadoo bitch in a cult <laughs> that won't allow you to wear fucking jeans? What? That's, yeah, what? she's like part of like a weird. She can't wear jeans. Yeah, 
Two things I can tell you about Amy Coney Barrett. One, she doesn't wear jeans, and I guarantee you she doesn't give head. Oh. You heard it here first. If she does, she bites. Oh, 100%. It's you see like, those chompers? Jesus Christ. Like cheese grater. Mm. I'm picturing like her teeth being like a straw that you bit, and you're like trying to like put your tongue on <laughs> the hole of the straw. I think it's it's very telling about how like down on the Supreme Court people are right now, that mm-hmm. people have really glazed over the fact that the first black woman just got appointed. Like, I know, that's sad. She just really did get glazed over. She didn't even get a Vogue cover. The, yeah, they're like... Because I mean, hey. Vogue is basically Vanity Fair now. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. I only... No, I mean, no, I'm sorry. You're not my guest to talk about that. No, I, fucking, only... I hate American Vogue. I only read Town and Country and Hentai. So. I know you do. You're a weeb. No, I just, you know... Anime was something I got into in my year of solitude. I got really into it. I got a Crunchyroll subscription. What is that? It's like an anime Netflix, basically. Crunchyroll? Yeah. Is that I, like a sushi reference? I guess so. I don't know. I watch old anime from like the 90s, like that I grew up with. I mean, a lot of people like it. I, I, I've, I don't think I've actually ever even watched an anime. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I'm a story guy. So like however I can get, like if I find the story cool, mm-hmm. I don't care what the medium is mm-hmm. like I don't care if it's anime if it's a video game like that's a big reason why I'm such a video game guy mm-hmm. I know it's usually people will say I like video games and anime in the same <laughs> sentence but it's like I also and I'm obsessed sports fan mm-hmm. I don't know but it just for me it's like however you can get the stories right like I am such a story like such a story guy but I don't know I don't okay. I don't I read a lot of books but I don't read magazines anymore yeah, they're they're definitely fading out. I saw that Allure Beauty magazine did its last ever. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, like Jennifer Aniston's on the cover. Oh, really? They like launched it today. But real quick, I made like I think it was probably during COVID. I made this kind of like diagram thing, and if I can't find it, I'll just like skip this out. But um, it was pretty funny. I thought. Um. Okay, maybe not. But it was, like, something about how all boys like certain things. And then Joe Rogan was, like, in the middle. Yeah. I listened and to I Joe, was going to show you. But. I listened to Joe Rogan during COVID. Mm-hmm. Or at the start of COVID. Like, I actually got into it at the start of COVID. It's not as bad as people think it mm-hmm. was, by any means. Well, it was, a, it was an interesting time because I started listening to every episode right as he became the Joe Rogan that people know now mm. where he like was like man this COVID stuff is weird and then he's like I'm moving to Texas mm-hmm. and then it like started to get like really weird and he started to have like right wing grifters on like mm-hmm. every episode Yeah. and then I couldn't do it anymore because like I legitimately I don't care about their politics mm-hmm. I have the same issue with like the Sean Kings and even like the oh well he's a fucking fraud yeah even the Hassan Pikers in the world like mm-hmm. I can't vibe with anybody who is like making money from political ideology mm-hmm. yeah because it absolutely. always comes from a place of like how smart I am compared to how wrong you are well I just like it's I feel that way about anyone that like actually cares about any politician I mean yeah if it's like your local guy that won really cool fact in my hometown a um local like a local beloved man with some experience won by write-in against like a like super far-right conservative in bonners yeah like it just was announced today but um no I think it's cool to like care about your local people like that but anyone that like ships Trump or Nancy Pelosi or like any of those people AOC AOC I see a lot of people and AOC I agree with some of her politics but 
I don't think she'd be very fun at parties. No, let's just make it a thing. Like, yeah, vote for them to advance what you want to happen. You don't have to, like, comment about, like, their Twitter jokes and what they wore or, like, what their partner looks like or, like, how they burned this company by, like, subtweeting them. Like, I don't need to... That shit doesn't matter. That's not why you... I bet, people. I bet George W. Bush would be really fun at a party, but he'd be <laughs> one of those guys that, like, you'd be like, man, my fucking George W. Bush guy is fucking hilarious. And then somebody would be like, oh, yeah, you didn't know about that thing? And then they'd be like, what, they didn't tell you about the Iraq war? And oh, my like, God. Oh, shit. You didn't know about that oh, thing? Oh, shit. Seriously? You didn't know about that thing? And you'd go back to it, he's at the other end of the party, and be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And you'd be like, oh, you know, H.W., I gotta, I gotta fucking. I gotta, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go, brother. You're like, you're not coming to afters. I'm sorry. I have an uncle that's like so similar to George W. Bush, like huge Bush vibes. And at like, not the after party, but like the cookie service of my dad's funeral, uh-huh. he just busts in and starts telling everyone about his fishing competitions he's won. It's like beaming ear to ear. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is so Bush vibes. That, that's insane. Like, that's we insane. weren't even mad. That's insane vibes, dude. <laughs> he's insane. What can I say? I Okay, real quick, talking about, speaking of insane, you guys, if you haven't caught on by now, we've got quite an eccentric couple people in here. And what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit is your current passion project of deep fake and identity theft on everyone. Oh yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> so I got the I got the Reface app, which I spent thirty five dollars on the one time purchase. I hope it is a one time oh, purchase. Oh And basically, it can like deep fake your face onto other people's faces. It's mm-hmm. not a foolproof science. Certainly not. But the real trick is using another photo app, like a PixArt or something like that. PixArt is the best one that I use for it. Mm -hmm. So you can alter the contrast and the brightness Mm -hmm. to match the photo, and then you edit your face up. (laughs) So what I do a lot is like, I don't know, like, my favorite is doing women. I I know. Because I have a very masculine face. My, my favorite ones is in this, and I'll just say it because it's horrifying. Uh oh. But my favorite is to like do like my friends' girlfriends. You do your sisters. I do my sisters because we look enough alike, and it's funny. <laughs> I look, that there's a lot to unpack on the sister. No, ones, it's not. It's, there's no like. <laughs> I will say this in all seriousness. There is no like deeper psychological. Like I don't get a kick out of it. What I get a kick out of is like I know how shocking it is. And I know how, like, generally just, like, strange it is. Recently, I posted a selfie, you guys, and within minutes, Riley sends me a picture of his face on my face. And, like, within minutes. It was within, like, five minutes of posting. It's yeah, just, pretty, it's just there. Handy. You're very fast with it. And he can also do, vi- you can do videos, too. Okay? Yeah, I can do videos with it. I mean, like, I'm, I, you, I, it's, it, you can't really use, to be really good at it, you have to use two apps in conjunction. You can't just use the regular one. You can't just use the reface. You gotta like edit the photo beforehand or like edit the photo afterwards. It's a whole fucking thing. I mean, some of them are pretty funny. Like the Ben Affleck ones I think are really good because like it looks enough like real Ben Affleck. We we have vaguely similar features. You do, you totally do. Yeah, so it's that, that one's good. Like I do other ones that- like, And you're both like East Coast boys. Yeah, we both got, we're both tall dudes with like big heads have you got a um back tattoo of a large eagle 
No, I have a back tattoo of O.J. Simpson. Oh. Yeah. Did you see? Um... He's holding two heads. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Goodbye. No. Um, did, you, did you see that O.J. Had said in an interview that he doesn't, he's afraid to go to L.A. <laughs> because, quote, unquote, so he's afraid funny. he'll wind up sitting next to the real killer. That's like, that, that is... <laughs> seriously on par with like Camille I can't go into crabs because of my autism like that is the funniest shit in the world that's like that's like so fucking crazy and I like at a certain point it's like yes I especially the older I get and the, Mm -hmm. the kind of crazy situations I've been in there's definitely, like, in the multiverse, like, definitely a, a couple of close worlds where I am Ron Goldman. I could have been Ron Goldman several times where I'm like, oh, wandering over to this place to do a nice thing for somebody. <laughs> Little do you know, yeah, I just get my fucking head cut off. Well, have you seen that? He, like, did an interview while the trial was going on. Did you ever see this? It might be kind of hard to explain, but it was kind of like a 60 Minutes or, like, an E! News kind of thing. And it's about OJ, and they're like, we actually went... Um, to O.J. Simpson's house to conduct this interview. And she literally opens the door. And he, and he, like, (laughs) and she opens the door to O.J. during the trial, pretending to stab her with, like, a psycho knife. Like, yeah, Yeah, this was between, yeah, this was, like, between the two trials. This was, like, in the early So it was after he was found not guilty. Oh, yeah. Okay, real quick. During the regular trial, that way. Well, that's true. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, that's pretty, I I do know that he did it. (sighs) Did you ever watch the show Next? Um, I yes, enough. I watched the other MTV shows more, but I am familiar with it. I don't know why. When I think of Ron Goldman, I always think of, like, fucking, like, Next and shitty shows like that. Because he just looks like he would have been on, like, remote control. The the gay ones of Next were, like, the funniest. I just thought, like, how humiliating that show must, it was to people. Next. They were all cruel. Like, do you remember Parental Control? Yes, that was my favorite. Where it was just like a bunch of dads that, like, you could tell secretly wanted to fuck their daughters, and was like, "I gotta pick the man who's gonna fuck my dad." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're gonna say that, I was like, "Mm, "Yes." Next was the one that always got me though. I I just I think maybe I was like a little before my time. I just thought it was funny where it'd be like a guy, the 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 man who gets to choose the suit. He's like standing on a dock, like with like a little dinghy boat, because it always kind of had that tongue in cheek humor. And he's dressed like a gay sailor, and then like a woman, like a curvier woman, will step on the dock, and he'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! No whales allowed on this dock!" Oh my god, Next. it was so bad. I just made that up in my head. But oh like, that's my... like the kind of shit he would say. But that's like the kind of shit it would be on those shows. Like, Jennifer's going away with one dollar. Or like ones where like they'd be like like an airstrip or something like that, and they're like, "We're gonna fly a plane." She's like, "Oh, I'm really nervous about flying planes." Well, why is that? Well, my dad died on 9/11. And he's like, "Next." Okay, be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Too much baggage. Yeah, I'm a jet plane baby. I got no room for baggage. Next. God, do you remember um disaster date? No, I never saw that one. Oh, that one was fun. I think that was like, I mean, you're a few years older than me, so I think next was like a little more your teenage time. But disaster date was, I think, I think maybe your friends would hook you up on a blind date, uh, and they would be like film, like they'd be kind of like giving someone cues on what to say. But like your blind date would do all sorts of terrible things, like 
be terrible to wait staff or like throw up on themselves oh, or they were like, like actors or yeah they were actors or they'd like you know be racist or call you mean things or like say you needed a salad or whatever and the thing was if you made it through the whole date i think you only got 60 dollars but if you walked out and through like five you got five dollars like you got the amount of money Not that it. no are you aware of the show um too hot to handle I've never watched it, but I have I've, heard. I've heard of it. So my, I've never watched it. I kind of want to. Like maybe if I ever get like pneumonia, I'll watch it. But yeah, like, if you're ever like incredibly sick. Yeah, I mean, like it's not on the top of my list. But the premise of the show, it's kind of like Bachelor in Paradise or whatever. It's like hot people on an island, and they're all single. And basically, I think the thing is they get them oh, all liquored up. And you can win like a hundred thousand dollars or like I think it's kind of squid gamesy like there's like a pot of money and anytime that anyone hooks up in any capacity that money goes lower and like the person I, I don't know who wins I don't know yes, how you I win have heard of this. but like if you like win a challenge you can get like seven minutes in a closet with someone kind of thing that's horrifying it's such like a weird fucking that, show that's weird I'm just really lucky that my mom was never a contestant on Rock of Love oh with <laughs> Brett Michaels no I mean she was going through a divorce and going through that phase right around the time that show was popular but she could call oh, up Brett Michaels I could have seen it where he'd be like Lacey Gina come on down and he'd be like <laughs> Favorite. Hey, yeah, my mom would be like, hey, stud, thinking she's funny. And they would be like, <laughs> Gina, I think it's really weird that you've got three kids. I'm pretty sure your oldest son has autism. <laughs> but Lacey gave me chlamydia, so I'm going to go with you, Gina. <laughs> so, believe it or not, the guy that I dated that said he was autistic for convenience was not Riley. <laughs> no, it was not me. <laughs> Because I would make more, more funny jokes of that, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I think you might, maybe actually was. But, yeah. um, uh, Rock of Love, Gina, your mom. Oh, you were, when you were talking about The Bachelor, I wanted to bring this up, and then we'll play the game shortly. But, um, we should probably get on it, actually. But I had a teacher that was, like, this, like, horned-up single man, and he apparently auditioned. He was told to audition for The Bachelorette. And apparently he, like, got through the cut, but he would have had to quit his teaching job to be on it for, like, yeah. a semester. I don't know. That's one thing that no, mm-hmm. I've never been able to sleuth out was, is, like, how much money these guys make for being on the show. I think it's mostly, like, promotion, right? Like, you're on TV, you're hot, your whole thing is you're hot. Yeah, like, and now sure. we live in, like, a social media age, you know? I don't know. It's weird. I wouldn't do it, personally. I, I wouldn't do it either because it's just the baggage there. And I insist on winning. I think, I, I legitimately, maybe this is my own ego, but I think I could be on there. I don't think I'm hot enough to win, and I don't think my personality is good you're enough You're funny, though. I am And funny. You're, you're hot. You're, I'm not saying you're not. Yeah. No, like, I, I think I could, You're like, funny, though. I don't think I could get to home. So I don't think I could get to hometowns. I don't think I could get to hometowns. Actually, I don't even know what that is. No, it's like the final four. They go and visit their hometowns. Mm. They visit my mom, and my mom would be like, so, uh grandkids i have a son that lives in the basement do you want to see him yeah and she'd be like yeah uh, i brought him here it's like oh my god that's him <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see my room yeah, let's go downstairs 
My room right now in my mom's basement is like she wouldn't even let me use the closets in the bedroom that I'm sleeping in. Oh my god! So I just have like a rollout rack full of business clothes. You're like doing like the hip girl studio apartment. Oh yeah, like it's super and it's 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 gnarly. I love it. You know, you're getting good. You're getting good um, material. That's what I have to say. Yeah, for my fucking manifesto. Oh yeah. I blow up a post office. You're gonna do like some sort of. Okay, two of my past three have had bomb references. We gotta stop making bomb references. I didn't on the say pod. what I'm gonna blow it up with. Oh, sorry. What are you gonna blow it up with if it's not a bomb? Let's not talk about it. No. Why are you too sexy for your listeners? Oh, God. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, give me my box of. Oh, questions. God. Oh, God. Okay, guys, we're going to play the game with Riley, I'm sure. Yeah. Do you want to play a game, Riley? I'm sure that this is going to be as appropriate and mature as the rest of the conversation. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not donating $25 to charity. No, forget Fuck about him. it. Okay. Okay, but just so you know, for that reference, if you didn't, haven't been following, or you are an insane person off 8chan that chose this episode to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fun fact, big on 8chan. Big on 8chan. Um, uh, no, you're, you're cute, actually. I am cute. You're cute. You're just some weeb living I'm, in I'm, Japan. I would love to be a bed cue for QAnon. I'm sure. I mean, you have a lot of power, and you get to, like, hook up with underage Japanese women. Oh, I wouldn't do that one. That's good. That's good. He has ethics, Because what guys. the fuck would we talk about? She has We don't even speak the same language. I think that's the point. They can't talk to women. Uh, um. Anyway, though, this is my game that I do at the end of every podcast, and I have this lovely jar full of colorful questions. There's about 100 in here, and I make all of my guests draw three questions, and they have to answer them, um, and we'll have a little chat. And if they don't want to answer them, they have to donate $25 to Planned Parenthood. But Riley says he's not doing that because he's pro-life. I am pro-life. <laughs> no, you're not. One time I did think it was really actually quite cute. Riley told me a couple of years ago that he drove by some anti-abortion protesters and he yelled like, Get oh. a fucking life, you losers, or no, something I, like I that. Used to- what I used to get really like ups- I, I have, I've had some darkness in my life and sometimes to cheer myself up I would drive by Planned Parenthood and this was before they did like the big church of Planned Parenthood thing mm. this was when there was like maybe like half I'd be like get fucked you stupid fucks yeah I would throw shit at them <laughs> I, would, I, would, I was a dick I'd that was so cute that was so cute well because I respect people's um, I'll, I'll keep right. it very yeah I respect, I respect people's right to bodily autonomy, but also I think if people, well, I mean, that's obvious, but it's like, if, if people are going to, I only went to a Planned Parenthood once with an ex-partner who was literally going to get her birth control changed, and somebody fucking yelled in her face. Ugh. Like, they don't even care what you're going Just in Just get a for. fucking life. Oh, and that girl yelled, dude, that was yelling at her too. Kicker. Have no. you seen that? Have you seen that video of that guy that roundhouse kicks the pro-life protester in the face? Oh yeah, that I was, love that, that was video. Good form. That was great form. And with that, you guys, we are gonna play the game that we are pro-choice in this house. Okay. What color would you like? Oh, you can draw your own. You're, you're here. Reach in there real deep. Oh, you're a pervert. Don't talk to me like that. Shut up. Okay. No. Okay, you drew them all at once. Yeah. Okay. No peeks. All right, question one. What is the one object you would save if your house was on fire and why? And who is that from? It's not mine. It's from Kamani J. Okay. That is a sexy-ass name. 
He's across the way. We could go get him. I just, I. No, I'm kidding. I'm wearing the loose pants tonight. I don't think I can. <laughs> um, okay, what? Uh, what? I would, I would save because this is something you cannot replace. I would save my dog Doug's ashes, oh, which I have in a box. That's very sweet. Yeah, and there's a picture on top that you actually drew that I, I did. That I keep them in conjunction with one another. Oh, I painted him a picture of his dog, which because the dog was very sweet, and I was also a big simp a couple years ago. Yeah. But I um. <laughs> okay, gotta say it was probably one of the last times you were here, actually. Um. I had a friend pass away and Riley came over to like make me feel better and he brought his dog and he had the cutest little dog. His name was Doug. He's a little terrier. And we were talking and it was like kind of heavy. Um, this was when Melissa Etheridge's son passed away. Um, and his dog and like, I don't know. I mean, we weren't as close as we are now. Like it was kind of a more ambiguous situation and his dog goes into my bathroom and fishes out a used tampon. Yeah, because my dog rocked. He did rock. He but he fishes out a bloody ass tampon, like not even in the toilet paper. And he runs back out while we're having this serious conversation. And he drops the bloody tampon at Riley's feet. What a nice <laughs> gift, honestly. What a hilarious gift. It was so funny. No, it was it, so it was bad. funny. It was very funny. You no, know, it really lightened the mood. Yeah, I mean, no, I, you know, Doug, Doug's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. I had to put him down a, like a year and change ago. Rest in peace. Yeah, he was old and he had dog dementia and would bite people. And That's shit cool. And, they probably deserved it. Yeah, but he was he was fading fast, so yeah. I'll get another dog one day. Rest in peace to that little king. He was very great. He was my first. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. kind of sad. No, great dog. Great dog. I had him for six years. Great time. We love Doug. Question number two. How much money do you think you need to to have the life you want? Honestly, probably the money I make now. Really? Which is not, yeah, because more money, more problems. Is that true? Yeah. I think, honestly, somebody once told me that, like, and I don't officially make this. I don't probably make anywhere close to this, but... We'll see by taxes next year with all the side work and stuff. But they, somebody once told me, probably with inflation is different, but it's like the most happiest people in the world make like $75,000 a year or something like that. Depends on where you live, I think. But yeah, it depends yeah. on where you live. But like, you know, I would say between seventy five and 100000 a year. Mm-hmm. It's probably good for me because especially with no kids, no pets, no school. Yeah. It would, it would work out. As a bachelor life, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I have to get a new apartment by like January. And I'm gonna get myself one of those Simpsons arcade cabinets and some nice Japanese knives, and that will be oh. like seven hundred dollars between the two. And I think I'll be good forever. Well, there you go. That's that's all a man needs: a Simpsons arcade cabinet and some Japanese knives. Yeah. I my whole thing is like, of course, I I don't know. I do foresee myself having kind of an elevated life, or at least that's what I try to manifest. But for me, it's more about like freedom. Like, that's what I like about my job right now is I have so much time off. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather work in a job that makes less money with more time off than a job that makes more money with less time off, for sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've also, like, foreseen just with the way some of my creative endeavors have gone with such little effort on my part that I could knock on wood here, but I could see my life 
changing dramatically very quickly if I, re- if I really like tighten the screw on it entourage riley yeah oh it would just be more like probably i'd sell a spec script and uh-huh. disappear and i mean my dream life truthfully would be like i would write like one movie script a year mm-hmm. and then like write like a monthly comic like x-men or something because you get paid per page mm. and that's like 12 issues a year at like a couple hundred bucks per page 32 pages oh yeah you know what i mean so it's you it's, fucking kill it yeah because i don't need much i just need like 2.5 acres of land and some privacy well there you go honestly like part of me when i move i will probably move to probably new york frankly but i don't i i love the kind of rural life now that's kind of like appealing to me so i can see myself coming back and like living off the off the grid. Yeah, there is drinking no, my raw milk, growing my sweet potatoes. There is an appeal <laughs> to it for sure. Question number three. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I didn't say who question number two was from. Question number two was from SP. That's the smoking fort. Oh, cute. I know. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> um What? What is your proudest achievement? Oh. Some of them are hard. I just, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I will answer that question by, with the ambiguity of saying, like, I don't know the the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. I've had some achievements in my life that are, like, on paper. Like, I was Mm -hmm. the commencement speaker at my, like, high school graduation. That's a big deal. Or I was, like, the headline student speaker. Uh, I was part of that Lilac City Live Mm -hmm. one, did an Urban Library Council Award while I was there. Yeah. Um... But I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't, couldn't even give like a saccharine answer. Like, yeah. Biggest achievement. Um, it's a hard question. Some of them are like really kind of heavy. Well, I would say the biggest achievement I have, if you want to get heavy, is like I'm alive. Yeah. Which, you know, there was a couple of years not to say I was like constantly full Elliot Smith status, but like there was a couple of years where I just like didn't give a shit. What went on in my life, and if I was going to be alive or dead. Sometimes you know you start thinking about that stuff in a heavy sense, and and I definitely put my like life on hold in terms of like I didn't commit myself to anything very much because it was like shit. I won't be alive by twenty four. I won't be alive by twenty six. I won't be. Alive. You used to talk to me about being in the twenty seven club a lot. Well, that was because my my novel, my brother's sister's lover, was going to put me to the top of the charts. And then people are going to say, Riley Connor, dead at 27, author <laughs> no, of My Brother's Sister's no, Lover. No, I'm, I'm knocking on all the wood. Don't. Well, I'm two I, years. I'm very pl- happy you're alive. I'm two years past that. But I would say probably my proudest achievement is getting through, and I know people say this shit all the time, and without getting into like the deeper things of what has ailed me in my life, because we all have our tragedies and traumas and whatever, is I wasn't dealt the best hand of cards and I wasn't born with the best set of skills and it's made my life very hard at times and it didn't make life beyond the current uh, present time it didn't seem very enticing or worth it so the fact that I was able to invest in myself without you know having money or particularly being super like good looking or like which I you know or like I you do are well but not like so good looking you're objectively like, good looking but like not like Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor good looking. <laughs> like where I think you're the better <clears throat> kind because you don't look like a soap bar I don't know Tyler I'll show you Tyler Cameron okay. later. he's a good looking dude okay but like that's my point is like I was able to make do with everything that I have and not mm. do like the lipstick on a pig thing and just be like 
I accept myself for who I am. Does doesn't mean that I like myself all the time? Absolutely fucking not. I woke up this morning and I was like, would I look better with long hair or no hair at all? We your all hair's a good good length. <laughs> I bring my guests on to give them compliments, but your your hair's very nice right Thank now. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, that's probably my 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 greatest achievement is that I've I've really persevered through a lot of internal and external struggle for an a mm-hmm. straight AMAB cisgendered white dude. What's AMAB? Sign male at birth. Oh, isn't that cis? I don't know. I just, okay, I've never, I've just never heard AMAB. AMAB before. Sorry. I don't know. Somebody called me an AMAB cisgender white dude, so I just. Oh, you know. no, but well, I'm drinking water, but cheers to that. Yeah. No, I, I think that you, you've made it, baby, and you're only gonna go up from here. Yeah, God willing, you know. We'll As see. am I. We all are. We'll see. You know, I think the biggest thing that I can tell anybody who's still listening, first off, thanks. Thanks for sticking it out. Yeah, the first <laughs> thing I would say. I think it, it's been hilarious. Yeah, just fucking stick with it. I mean, truthfully, just stick with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was saying, you know, I've known too many people who have died for stupid fucking reasons. Either they don't treat their bodies right or they do stupid shit that they know can kill them or they fucking just straight up kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, everybody's got their reasons and whatever. I don't want to spit on their graves. But, like, the thing about when you make stupid decisions like that, not to say it's, you know what I mean, is... That's el- a decision. Yeah. Sure. You eliminate all possibility. Or if you take those unnecessary risks, mm-hmm. you... Either completely or at least very least you run the risk of eliminating all possibility of possibility. And possibility is the most beautiful thing that life can ever give you. It is. And there's so much possibility. Yeah. I mean, every conversation with someone is a possibility, honestly. And I I don't know. I mean, this probably isn't my like story to tell. But um, someone very close, I'll just say close to me. Um, was a very accomplished musician um, in his life. He grew up studying classical music. Um, he made it his whole life. His main dream was to be a classical musician. He was in a symphony for 27 years. And then um, he didn't make it, like, quote-unquote, as big as he wanted to. And so he kind of did, like, a life trajectory switch. And I'm not going to say who it is, but now he's in a very high position of power with a lot of influence over people's lives. And he never even thought that he would do it. You know, he never even foresaw that path for himself. Mm. But 40 years down the road, who knows what you and I are going to be doing. Yeah, I mean, I was in a Wendy's bathroom in Portland, Oregon, and Adam Levine came in and and touched my butthole. No! (laughs) (laughs) And he he whispered in my ear, he said... No one's ever going to believe you. And then he wrote Moves Like Jagger. <laughs> so you don't know what life has in store for you. No, you guys, life is so full of possibility. And Adam Levine could cheat on his baby mama with you. And then write a hit with Christina Aguilera. Yeah. But um, I feel like this is probably a natural stopping point. But um, thank you guys. Hopefully you've all roughened up your very soft edges by listening to this podcast um the next one is hopefully going to be with my dear friend sydney in the mean streets of new york city um i'm definitely gonna make riley write three questions because i am excited to see what he has to come up with 
And um, before I go, do you have anything you want to say or promote? No. No. no I have no projects. Riley always has projects, so this is kind of too bad. But No, I have no real projects I'm working on. Follow him on Instagram for feet pics. Yeah, what's my Instagram called? It's like Riley Connors OnlyFans account or something yes, like that? Yes, it's like, yeah. right, I'll, I'll link it in the Instagram, but Riley Connors OnlyFans account. He um, posts funny old videos and deep fakes of celebrities and female relatives. Yeah, and... I don't care about. I'm, I'm border. <laughs> I'm borderline a recluse. So like, this is probably the most public I get nowadays. Well, I'm glad that you took the time to oh, come yeah, on my for, podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure as always. Yeah. Um. Okay, guys. As always, I'm gonna do my little plug. Be sure to like, subscribe, give me five stars, or Riley's gonna come after you in your yeah. sleep. No, no. <laughs> No, I'm not. Yes, he is. No, yes, he is. No, I'm not. You should just fucking get people to send you locks in their hair and shit. <laughs> Why? Because that's true fan. That's true fan. Okay, if you, if you guys want to send me lots of your hey, hair. Hey, everybody. It's me, Camille. <laughs> you should like, subscribe, five stars. If you want to send me pictures of your hoo-ha or your ah, hooters. No. <laughs> you know what dopamine you can send them to him. Show, show pictures of their tits to you on the internet oh my god and then I go full Medusa hair again <laughs> yeah. and also I've seen most of my female friends, fans tits I, I haven't yet so well you know send them in Riley Connors OnlyFans account if you want to feel like sending nudes to a Ben Affleck impersonator <laughs> um, love you all good night um be safe. I don't know. I don't know. That's corny, but I'm get, I'm taking it, it off. I'll, I'll cut it, it out. Don't cut it out. Just go with it. Just go with it. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>